Well, hello, everybody. And here we are, and there you are, and I am your nooner on Sundays from noon to two. I would be Katie K9. I appreciate you turn me, tuning me in. And so this week, we've got special guests all over the place. We've got Animal Folks, and from Animal Folks, is going to call in, and you're going to learn about Animal Folks. And then in studio, we have a groomer, Marie, and she Hello. owns um, the uh, Ma and Paws, P-A-W-S, groomers on uh, Forest Lake and North Branch. And we're going to try to, what I mentioned uh, uh, last year, <laughs> what you want to hear this year, uh, a lot of you said you want to you know, have a groomer on the show, and so voila! We have one. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk grooming, but first we're going to be talking to Ann when she calls in. And then, um, like I said, we're going to talk, we're going to, you could ask a groomer your, some questions if you want to. And, um, but we're going to be talking like, okay, the life of a groomer, you know, what's the pet peeves? How can we help, uh, their, their job be better? Okay. So we're, so we'll be talking to Marie that's, uh, from Ma and Paz. Uh, grooming, and so on the other side of the glass, we have Ellie's not here. So who do we have? Hi, Katie. I'm Leah, filling in for Ellie this morning. There you go. There you go. So hey, Leah, welcome to the crazy house. <laughs> always a pleasure. Yeah, always. Yeah, always crazy. Okay, no, no, I did with the. Okay, I didn't have enough time to sit down and open everything up, and so I'm kind of all over the place here. Well, that's, that's okay. good, and we've got Anne on the line. Whenever you're ready, she okay. is. Well, she's on it. I love she, that. Well, she's already here. Yeah. Holy moly. Okay. <laughs> well, we might. Let's see. Okay. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing else happened during the week, so let's go to Anne from Animal Folks. Hey, Anne, how you doing? Hi. Hello. Happy Sunday. Well, thank you, thank you. And the sun's out, and it's a great day. When that sun comes out, I don't care what the temps are, it's a great day. <laughs> I know. So, and no snow, yes. You got that right. So you have uh, Animal Folks. I've heard of you for a long time. And so I, I wanted to have you on the show because you are kind of the people that work in the backgrounds, that people don't get it, and now they need to know about you. So first of all, who is Animal Folks? Uh, yes, animal folks. Um, first, by the way, thank you for allowing me to join you because oh, I too, we haven't met officially, but I've known about you and your show for so long. Oh, so, <laughs> so many, many thanks. Oh, um, I'm excited by this. So welcome. Um, so welcome. Yeah. Well, in animal folks, uh, and yes, we do things really behind the scenes. We are a non-profit animal protection organization. We're based in Minnesota, but our niche, we're not an animal rescue, so we don't take in animals, even though we work with different rescues and shelters because they obviously play a vital role. Yeah. Um, our niche is really with animal protection and animal law. Okay. So, and what we do, I call it like system reform. We are <laughs> always looking at ways that we or others can better protect animals. You know, are the systems outdated? Are the laws being enforced properly? Do authorities have the right training? So our mission is all about animal protection and really looking at the criminal and civil justice systems and what can we tweak. Ah, okay. And uh, so basically, do you work a lot with uh, the legislature then? We do. That's one of, we've got about a number of different core strategies, and one is um, legislative things, actions, which we do locally or we do state, statewide bills. Um, we also, before, I would love to talk with you today about two of the bills we have, but 
I was wondering, would I could I give you an example of some other stuff we do? Because I bet. know some, sometimes system reform is a little odd term. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, no problem. Oh, great. Um, you know, when dealing with animal cruelty, and we've already compiled up to like 2,000 cases of animal cruelty in Minnesota since 2008. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes that research really is good because it allows us to analyze what's going on. What is somebody being charged with? Where are the crimes happening? Who's a typical offender? You know, it's just like any other crime. Yep, yep. You know, if you're dealing with child abuse or domestic violence, you kind of want to get a sense of what's going on. Um, So one thing we do is like a data bank of cases. But we also do, um, like a couple of years ago, we wrote a manual for veterinarians on how to identify Ooh, nice. animal cruelty, right, and how to report it. Back then, a lot of the Minnesota licensed vets didn't know they were mandated reporters. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, so we ended up um, really interviewing a lot of different vets, and then we wrote a manual, which is on our website, for veterinarians. And then we also work now with the University of Minnesota, wonderful vet there, uh, to train vet students. Nice. Um, yeah, so we're trying. That's that's an example of system reform. How do you change the system? Like if the vets weren't trained, how do we get them trained? Because they're so important to a cruelty case, as oh, you know, exactly. if you're going yep. in. Yep, exactly, exactly. And they're the ones that's more likely going to see it in some, yes. in some shape or form, okay? Yes. Yes, okay? Yes. And you've probably seen, too, like you could have a horse or a dog that's emaciated, but a vet will go in and say, oh, it's disease versus, oh, it's lack of food cool and neglect. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but that's, that's an example of system reform. How do you train an authority? Now, another authority, just to give you another quick example, if I may. You bet. Um, you know, investigators are critical, as are the courts and prosecutors. Yeah. So when we were doing our research, we realized there really wasn't any um, guidance for the courts, judges. Ooh. Okay, okay. And like right now in the court system, if you go into a courtroom, there's what's called a judge's criminal bench book, where if they don't know about a particular law, you know, it's a big black binder, okay. and they'll page through it. You know, how can they know every single law? Right, right. Well, we found that there was nothing for animal cruelty. Ooh. So we, yeah, so we convened a team to write an animal cruelty chapter working with the Minnesota Continuing Legal Education Group to be able to put that in the bench book, which, again, is another system example of how do you help the courts understand right. these laws right wow that's really interesting can you hold on two seconds sure. because we gotta go to break we gotta come okay. back and so you know hold on to that thought okay okay hold on we're gonna give you the joke and see if you can answer it okay <laughs> why did the dog cross the road twice why did the dog cross the road twice and we'll be right back now me Oh, well, what can we say? Okay, why did the dog cross the road twice? What do you say there? Yeah. Well, uh, maybe he's got dementia. I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be one. Let's turn the music all the way down. <laughs> I, don't like ta- I don't like talking over music, and I can't hear myself think. All the gears are grinding, you know. 
Okay, Marie. Now I'm going to introduce Marie. She's the groomer because she brought up a good, when we were on break, she brought up a really good that she questions she wants to talk to Ann about. Okay, so why did the dog cross the road? What do you think, Marie? Oh, hon, I'm on a blank on this one. Okay, no really problem. Am, yeah. Okay, you ready? He was trying to fetch a boomerang. Oh. <laughs> there we go, trying to fetch a boomerang. Okay, so now, hey, Ann, thanks. We see sit all the way up there okay and so uh we got uh marie here she's a groomer and she brought up something really interesting you know what you were talking about how you made the laws and such like that or not the law you know made those handouts like for the judges and stuff so marie bring up what you mentioned that as a groomer well as a groomer you know we see dogs um you know obviously all the time in different various conditions and the one that we see repetitively that we that breaks our heart is not being groomed, you know, so you take any kind of dog that needs to be groomed on a regular basis with a continuing growing coat, for example, a doodle, a poodle, shih tzu, hasn't been groomed in a year, and in my opinion, that's abuse. And I understand there's a lot of variables that go into that, but we've always been kind of told in the grooming world that there, there's no reason to report it, because if you do report it, the conversation's going to go, well, they brought the dog in, so they're rectifying the problem. problem that we see is we see... Uh, patterns where this happens year after year after year and I honestly I wouldn't even know who to report to so I guess that would be my question is you know is that in fact true and what do we do when we're seeing this that that, I know that's such an excellent question because you guys are really in the front lines you're seeing it and you're also, it sounds like you are being given some information which then suggests, oh, don't report it, nothing will happen. Right. Um, I would agree with you in that sometimes a lack of grooming can cause real neglect and cruelty. You can have the skin conditions, the urine scalds, urine scalds, you can just have some real problems mm-hmm. pain and suffering for the animal mm-hmm. and especially it was interesting when you said also pattern year after year after year it's not like one person just said whoops I didn't know but if they keep doing it it sounds like mm-hmm. yep. um, I would say you still report it because reporting it puts it on record now who do you report it to you can report it to the city police okay the county sheriff tends to get more felony cases, but you wouldn't know if it's a felony yet until it gets charged. You could call a humane agent, but then they in turn will work with police or sheriff. But I would still definitely call it in because, again, the, it puts it on record, and maybe two or three other people have called in stuff too um, yes, on sir. the same Good animal. Point. Um, now, if you run into brick walls, you can certainly call us, too. Um, we don't do investigations, but we sometimes can help maneuver the legal system. Okay. Um, but if I may just say one thing about this, and please, thank you for speaking up about this. Good. Because to just shove it under the rug or <laughs> say, oh, nobody's going to do anything. Sometimes within animal cruelty, different authorities have different levels of training. Mm-hmm. So some may be wonderful, and they'll take the case, and they'll investigate it, and they'll understand the law. Some may not be trained properly, and they won't know what to do. 
and that's unfortunate. But that's one of the reasons, too, uh, we've created a bill. Um, Katie, can I mention? You go, go for it, girl. Go for it. Okay. Um, because we've heard it's Marie. Yeah. Right? We've heard these things from uh, other people similar to Marie's comments. And there's an inconsistency. What do I do? Where do I report? What happens if I report and nothing happens? Um, and that sort of thing. So we have been working with legislators at the Minnesota legislature. Um, to, And we have introduced, they introduced a bill called the Office of Animal Protection. And this office will be housed under the Department of Public Safety once it's passed. Now, the session starts soon, February, uh, it's coming up quickly, February 12th. <laughs> uh, um, so we'll be lobbying it. We have been lobbying it. We'll lobby it hard. But what we found is we really want to be able to get an Office of Animal Protection under the Department of Public Safety because these are crimes, and they should be treated like any other crime. Wow. They should be taken seriously. And then by having this office, this office will be able to train people, train authorities from law enforcement to prosecutors um, to veterinarians mm -hmm. on this. Um, but it will also be able to educate people. How do you report? Who do you report to? Should they be a 1-800-ANIMAL-CRUELTY number for the state? Wow. Like Reaching out to people like groomers to be able to say, what do you see? You know, so again, it's not just prevention. It's prevention together with improvements on investigation and prosecution, but having an office that actually leads the discussion. Wow, that is. So that's what you're, there's a bill coming up now to, to, uh, that if it gets passed, they will, there will be an office of animal protection. That's the bill? Yeah, because right now nothing like that exists. So it would have an office of the animal protection under the Department of Public Safety. Wow, nice. Okay, so how can my listeners help with that? Well, and this is where, thank you, because when it comes to passing laws, legislators listen to constituents. Yes. So we have, if you, if anybody wants to go to our website, animalfolks.org, we do have the bills. Uh, we have two bills we're working on. Um, that particular bill, then it, it will direct you to the website. You can sign the petition, or you can contact us, and we'll help you talk to your legislator, or write a letter to your legislator, or just sign the petition, and we'll give it to them. But it's always good. I'm sure everybody just wants to better, have a better sense of what this is about. Right, right. Now, uh, for those of you listening, folks, you can go to mytalk1071.com, go to my Katie Canine show page, and we're going to put a link to animalfolksmn.org. Animalfolksmn.org on my talk, my page. And so you can link to that in case you're driving and you're not, you know, you can't write it down and such like that. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Ann. Um, yeah. So if they could do that, um, how much time <laughs> I could tell you about another bill quickly. Okay. Yeah. One thing too that I want how long has animal folks been around in Minnesota? How long have you been here? We incorporated back in 2007. 2007. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So yeah, another, another bill. Let's bring that up. We okay. got people listening. Let's turn them on. <laughs> Yeah, but thank you so much about the animal cruelty. This will really transform um, how animal 
crimes are treated and prevented if we're able to get that passed. Okay. A second bill has to do with pets. So under, for cruelty in Minnesota, and this is great about the state of Minnesota, animal is defined as every living creature. Okay. So cruelty applies, and the prevention of cruelty applies to all species. Okay. Okay, so that's for that other bill. The other bill that I'm talking about is called a Companion Animal Board. It's for pets only. It's for pet welfare, not cruelty, but it's civil law. The reason we're doing that is because right now, Minnesota, the state, is structured around livestock production okay. with the Department of Ag or Wildlife with the DNR or Animal Disease with the Board of Animal Health, but there's nothing for pets. Okay. Over 70% of Minnesota households have pets, but when pet issues come up, they go to agriculture to be overseen Ooh. by agriculture. Interesting. Yeah, and pets are completely yes. different. <laughs> yes. They're companions. Yep. And um, so this is just a structural thing within government. Rather than have it led by livestock producers, we want pet issues actually led, led by pet experts. Excellent. That is, they can find that on that page, correct? Yep. Animal yep. folks, M and Mom. Nancy.com. I mean, org, org, org. Not org. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. And so now, um, uh, what you were talking about earlier, though, is getting all this stuff written down so that there's resources to go to as cases come up. You know, like you said about the court system and such like that. So now, did you start, did you start Animal Folks MN or how did this come about? I did. I am. Um... Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and it, it was one of those life-changing moments. I actually was back during Hurricane Katrina. I flew down there okay. and started helping volunteers take animals out of the homes, you know, after the hurricane. Oh, and then my. I okay. Said, then I said, you know, I'm going to get out of business and switch. I really want to do something for animals. And my interest was really, I was a strategist, so my interest was really, how do we strategically do something different for protecting animals? animals. Wow. How do we look at this systemically? So that's when yeah, I came back to Minnesota and really um, set up animal folks so we could focus on this issue. Wow, that is phenomenal. God steered you in a different direction and put your talents to help the ones that don't that can't talk. So that yeah. is that is that's awesome. That is so cool. Well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go, but we're gonna have you on again. So and then right now, uh, once again, they can go to say it again. Where can they go to read about these bills and start pounding uh, the sidewalks and helping you pass these bills? Yep, they can. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, animalfolks.org, animalfolks.org, and then they'll be redirected to different websites, different data. Okay. But that's so helpful, and I just really appreciate allowing okay. me to talk about all oh, of this. Oh, I'm so happy that we finally got together, and you will. We will have you on again. So you have a grand day. Enjoy the sun, and we'll talk soon, okay? Take care, and bye-bye. Some subscriptions just aren't for you. Honey, when do we subscribe to Potato Lovers Weekly? Cat Lady Today? Mold of the Month Club? The New York Mimes? But when you become a member at the YMCA in February, you can get a personal training subscription that is right for you. Plus, Y members gain access to virtual Y and group fitness classes. Wait, mediocre mustaches monthly? Subscribe to a healthier lifestyle. Join the Y at YMCANorth.org. 
Hello. Hello. Thanks for staying with the KDK9 show. So that was Ann from animalfolksmn.org, okay? So just go and check uh, my, uh, my Talk 107.1. My show page will have her link on there. But if we can help, you know, voices say a lot. And if you really truly want to help with the animal world, you need to get on board animal folks, okay? Okay, so hey, we're going to start, ta- we're gonna, I'm going to take a question and then we're going to be talking to Marie, a groomer. Okay, so who is up to bat there? Yeah. Hi, we've got Sue on the line with a little potty training question this morning. All right. Hi, Sue. How you doing? Hi, good. You? Good, good. So what kind of pupper do yep. you have? Uh, he's a mutt. Okay. He's just a mix of everything. He's probably about 38 pounds. Okay. And he's four years old now. When I got him, he was, uh, you know, trained to go on a potty pad. Okay. And I thought, oh, this is easy enough. But now he's four. Yeah. And he's in a hurry and he, he wants to wander off the pad before he gets those last two squirts out, you know? Yeah. And so and you, then it gets on the floor. Okay. And you got a 30 pound dog doing this? About, yeah, he's about 38. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, two things. Number one, you can get a bigger pad <laughs> and make it a bigger area. Number two, I'd take the piddle pads and I'd start bringing them outside for him to go on and then make the piddle pad get smaller and smaller and smaller. And pretty soon he's going potty outside on the grass. Okay. Okay. So that's about the, the, the only thing you can do, but either get the bigger. I didn't even realize they have piddle pads for big dogs. I'm like, somebody Thank offered you. them to me and said, I said, well, I don't use them, but she said, maybe I'll find somebody that does. So, but that's so, so either make that area bigger so that as he moves, or if he, you can see him going potty, just say, ah, 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 and so that he stays in one spot. Okay. And not, okay. you know, keep, walking as he's dribbling all right yeah but otherwise like i say teach him to go potty outside like i say you t- you, when people are using pedal pads i tell him to take the pot, pot, pad outside one that has he has used because his scent is on it and then put it in the area that you want him to go potty in and then just stand still have him on a leash so you've got control and then tell him what you want potty go potty go potty or get busy get busy and then when they go then it's just good potty very nice good potty and then what you're happy and then in 3 days make the pad a little smaller and then 3 days okay. later pad smaller you know what i mean so pretty soon he's standing on grass and getting used to the feeling under the paws you know yeah. and, and so then he, they don't wake out they get comfortable <laughs> to go potty okay okay should i be using like training treats when he does go potty no, because what happens, many people train their dogs uh, to go potty with treats, but then what happens is the dog races out, splashes, not empties, comes back for that treat. So no, oh. I I am the treat. One more, you know, the maximum time a do- a Minnesota dog is outside to go potty is two minutes. If they don't get their business done, you bring them back in and you try it again. Okay, you don't want them to be a putzer, to get out there and, oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? Okay, no, we, we're out here to get a business done, and then now get your butt right back into the house, okay, after two yeah. minutes. So don't do a treat. Just when they come back in, you just, oh, that was very nice. That was very nice. You know, a lot, let him know. Now, when he does go potty outside, you ex, don't say good girl or good boy. You're just going to go, oh, thank you. That's a good potty. Thank you. Good potty. All right, just to acknowledge what he did and that he was good, but don't say good boy good girl because then that puts their brain into recess mode and now they're not focusing on what they're doing they're in party mode all right okay okay that'll help you 
Yes, very much. Thank you. Okay, good luck. If you if you need any more help, just give me a call up at Katie's Canines, and we'll take care of you. Okay. All right. Thanks so much. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Have a great day with that sun out. I can't wait to get up because the sun is really out. Okay, we have Marie in studio here. Uh, Marie is a dog groomer. Hey, hey, Marie, Hello. thanks for coming down. Remember, sit real thanks close to that mic. Okay. Eat that mic. Right. Eat that mic. <laughs> don't be shy. There you go. Yeah, don't right. be shy. It doesn't bite. But anyway, so welcome, welcome to the Katie Canine Show. Thank you, thank you. And oh, can I jump in real quick? What? I, I just hung up on our caller, Diane, who had called in because I don't know how to use the board yet. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so, Diane, call right back with that potty training question if you have a second. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so welcome, Diane. Uh, Diane <laughs> Marie, let's get the right people in the right places. Um, how long have you been a groomer? Uh, over 20 years. Whoa. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty cool. What is. got you into the business? Just, uh, you know, loving dogs. Um, I'm very much, a, I like to see something go from A to B, um, finishing. Um, I worked in the corporate world for years and just decided it was, you know, I wanted to get away from people and, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I work with people more now than I probably ever have. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, you know, I went to a dog show and behind the scenes out of the dog show, they were grooming dogs. I'm like, "Mm, I can do that. And went to school and here I am. Well, that is awesome. Why don't you move your mic to the one side so I can see your eyes. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Now I can see it. All of a sudden, I'm just looking at my talk. It's like, you know, I don't want to look at my talk. I want to look at you. You're cool. (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, so so you became a dog groomer Mm -hmm. and now you have two locations. I do. And what what are those that were there? We have one in Forest Lake. That Uh, just opened? Just, uh, well, we've been there for, we're in our 15th year in Forest Lake. Yes, right. But you got a new location. But we just, a new location. Uh, Yeah. Yep. New new place in Forest Lake. Yes. Yes. We call it our forever home. So we're we're done moving. We're done moving. (laughs) Well, that's good. Yeah. And then we've been in North Branch, um, downtown North Branch. We're in our fifth year there. So. Uh, And the name of your business is? It's Ma and Paws. Um. P A W S, which stands for providing animals with style. Oh, is that ever yeah. cool? I wouldn't even yeah. thought that it had a had a, a thing to it. Yeah, it was just yeah, paws, yeah. you know. And I'm Ma, so Marie. Yeah. Oh, so, there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah. I, isn't that interesting? When yeah. they, when Tricky, they uh, named Katie Canine, uh, somebody said, "Well, what are you going to name your business?" And somebody said, "Well, your name's Katie." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and dogs are called canine. Yeah. Yeah. Katie Canine sounds good. Fine. There you go. And I said, do I, and do I have to spell it K9 out? Because I said, I always misspell it. I, you know, I've been ready to, so could I just do K and the number nine? And they said, fine. But you know, a lot of people think that because it's it's K and then the number nine that I work with police dogs. Oh, sure. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's just Katie K9. Yeah, I get that. So anyway, so groomers, Mm -hmm. um, I think you guys are the unsung heroes. (laughs) People don't, it's like they give you a mess and make it pretty. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like when you go to a beauty parlor for yourself mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it might take if you're not having highlights and all this crap done yeah. where you're just getting your hair cut and whatever it might take you 45 minutes you know maybe yeah. okay an yeah. hour but anyway but with a dog it needs a grooming mm-hmm. and if they're out of uh they haven't been groomed for a while mm-hmm. that's a whole different ball game yeah and so people just don't understand what you do mm-hmm. so uh, uh, let's name a couple of the pet peeves that groomers let's educate the listeners that okay i have a dog that needs to be groomed mm-hmm. how can i make you happy as a groomer first of all don't rush us Okay. You know, it, it is not a 45-minute process. Yes. You know, um, when you give a bath at home, you know, it's in and out. When we give a bath, you know, we do multiple baths. Um, we are using products that are doing its job that take time. Mm-hmm. We rinse. Um, Blow-drying a dog, we dry all the way into the skin follicle. Because the base of getting a dog well-groomed 
is a really good bath. A question. You know. Do you bathe the dog before you cut them or groom them? It's individual, okay. um, case by case. If a dog comes in with, let's say, you know, an overgrowth of, you know, six to eight weeks or more uh-huh. of, like, say, a Cocker Spaniel comes in and it hasn't been groomed in four months, we're going to shave, and they want to get it shaved down, we're uh-huh. going to get that coat off because okay. why are we washing and drying okay. all yep. this coat okay. yep. um, when we really want to get to the skin level? It all starts at the skin, right? you know, so... Um, but if, you know, dogs on a rotation of every four to six weeks, yeah, usually they go to the tub first. Okay. Um, but you're always finishing on a clean coat. Oh, okay. Always. So, so a dog that hasn't been groomed in a long time or is going from long hair to coat for whatever reason, um, they're getting two haircuts. Okay. You know, so because we're taking all that off, if that's the choice that they want to do and then they get bathed and then they're getting trimmed again. Okay. Okay. So it's quite a process. But, um, but yeah, so give us time, you know. It's not We're, like I'll pick them up in an hour. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like it's, um, I think what we struggle with um, a lot is people think, well, I'll be back in an hour and 10 minutes because yeah. that's what it took time last time. Okay. Or um, it's it's working on a dog, which is the joys of working in this business. It's just never the same thing twice. You're an artist. It's, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's never, it's never the same day twice. And the dog never reacts the same way twice. Okay. And, they have good days. They have bad days. Just like we have good days, they have bad days. And it's so. Just give us our space. Give us our time. Because we, if we're rushed, that's when injuries happen, or that's mm-hmm. when a dog feels us feeling rushed, and now they have an anxious time. Yes, you know, and that's really important. So, um, you know, communicate with your groomer, like, hey, I've got something going on today, before you make the appointment and commit to being there, and then saying, well, what do you mean I can't have the dog in an hour and ten minutes? <laughs> Um, that's just unfair to everybody yes. involved. The dog, yeah, because yeah. that rushness, like you say, dogs pick up on our emotions. Absolutely. And so if you're okay, I gotta get and you watch mm-hmm. the clock, and the dog is gonna be instead of relaxed and mm-hmm. you relax. Yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, it's just it's an absolute haste makes waste. <laughs> it really, really does. <laughs> and it's just you know it, it's just not a fun experience for anybody. So that that would be one of them. Just give us some time, some patience. Okay. And. You know, another one I think is that when we try to educate, which we do a lot at Monpaz, okay, a huge. That's why I'm here. It's all about education. Yes. Um, listen to us, heed us. You know, um, try to do what we ask. Okay. Because um, it's not easy for us to go to you and say, "Hey, you should do this yeah. at home." Right. Um, we're doing it for the betterment. We're spe- again, like you'd mentioned with Anne, we're speaking. We're an advocate for your, your animal. animal, and if your animal. Let's just say your animal really, really can't handle getting its nails ground. Yep. Then maybe we shouldn't be doing it or we should work on a program to get your dog used to that versus the conversation of you need to get them as short as possible because I need that. Right. Well, I understand you need that, but your dog can't handle Handle that. So let's come up with a plan. And you know, most people are very receptive to it, but mm-hmm. that's what I would say is listen to your dog groomer when they bring something up and, and do what they ask. And then um, to use the right brushes, to get mm-hmm. the right brushes for the mm-hmm. right coat, mm-hmm. and then how to use them correctly. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Well, we're going we're gonna to run to break, and so okay. we're going to come back, and we're going to answer that. Awesome. If you've got questions for Marie, uh, grooming questions, please give a call. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Okay, why do dogs make terrible dancers? Why do dogs make terrible dancers? And I think you probably can guess this one, but we'll be right back. All right, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Okay, Leah, you ready? Yep. Why do dogs make terrible dancers? Okay, I think this one's got to be too yeah. easy, right? Yes. 
Because I got two left feet. Ding, 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 I love that. I love that one. It's cute. Yeah, yeah. I should have... That was really a dumb one to grab. Oh, well, my girlfriend, Beth, gave me this box of dog jokes. Oops, she says I throw them all over the place. But anyway, so I'm I'm using them here and there. So just break up the time is what it is. Okay, if you're just tuning in, we have Marie from Ma and Paws, P-A-W-S, dog grooming. She has a location in North Branch and in a new, she's always been in Forest Lake, but now she's in a new building right off of 61. If you're familiar with Forest Lake, it is like, is that Fred's Tire? What do they call yeah. that now? Fred Fred's, Tire? Yeah, right Fred's next to Tire, Fred's yep. Tire. Mm-hmm. And right at the end of the parking lot of the thrift store. Yeah, so it's anyway, the old so Daisy gotta, Mays building. Yes, yes. That icon from Forest Lake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, okay. Uh, we have a caller from a... We a, have a question, uh, a grooming question yeah. on line three. We've got Amy. Okay. Right. Hi, Let's, Amy. Amy, are you with Hello. us? Hey there. I am. Okay. So... I am looking for a career change. Um, I'm a little older. I'm 48 years old, and I'm looking into becoming a dog groomer, and I have a question. Um, Is there a need for dog groomers? What is the process? And um, what do you think about the traveling um, van um, dog grooming system? Okay, Marie. All right, well, hi, Amy. All good questions. Um, uh, yes, there is a started. huge need. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't even say that with a straight face because, yeah, there's an absolute shortage for dog groomers. Um, there so is? Fi- yes. Oh, it's unbelievable. On average, it takes a uh, business to replace a dog groomer a year. Wow. On average. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, not an issue there. The The issue to become a dog groomer is a really loaded uh question okay um because there's no regulation in this in the united states Mm -hmm. so anybody can pick up a clippers and be a dog groomer okay there is no regulation um okay and so how to become a good drug dog groomer how to become a trained dog groomer there's a lot of different avenues and there it's a really short list unfortunately um i know of one school in minnesota um and that's hastings down in hastings called rio grande great program but it's the only okay. place in Minnesota. Sort of, yeah. Um, so there is some online schools that you can take, uh, which I think offer great information, but it's not hands-on. And being a dog groomer is one hundred percent hands-on. So, oh yeah. But then, and then to find uh, someone that you can mentor with and work with um, is next to impossible because we're out of control busy. We yes. don't have time to be training people yeah. um, that are willing to do it. And it's it's a huge liability to bring somebody into your your establishment and say, oh, here, um, hopefully you don't cut this dog. Yes. You know? Right, um, right. So one avenue that a lot of people take um, is working for one of the, I don't know if we can say Pet Smart or Petco. Well, big box stores. The big box stores. Um, they do offer programs. Um and so a lot and those are decent i know a lot of people have gone through them um continuing education is really important i'll just throw that out after those but um if it's something you really want to do um depending on where you live is i would go talk to the local grooming salons and say hey i'm thinking about doing this um and start on it as a bather and get your literally get your feet wet <laughs> and bather see, means she gets to bathe the dogs you, you know, before gonna, they get cut yeah, like, okay um, but you're going to find out if this is the career that you want to do before you go and spend, you know, up to $15,000 at a school or some yeah. online and, and kind of things to learn how to do it. Um, I will say that is such a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, dog grooming is backbreaking work, literally. Um, <laughs> 
and it is for the young. Um, I'm not saying that you can't do it, but I, I would yeah. really consider that going into it at 48. Um, okay. I started at 38, um, and I wish I would have started 20 years earlier. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, it's not physically is it. There's a lot of wear and tear, a lot of wear and tear. So and it's such like that. I would really, really go in and, and be a bather for, you know, four or five months and see how your body holds up and see if your mind says this is something I really want to continue doing. Well, that's a good idea. That's where I would start. Okay. That I, is such good information. I really appreciate oh, well, that. Yeah, and like I say, is there a need? Ding, 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 yeah. ding. Because huge, huge. I've been in the business for, uh, for Katie's K9 for 44 years. And a lot of the groomers started out when I started out, they're all either got carpal tunnel or they've, you know, they've done it for so years, they're done. You know, now it's time just to yeah, retire. So <laughs> they retired and now the groomer industry, there's, it's, they, they need groomers so bad, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they'd offer it like in high school, you know, as an option or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I've gone to high <laughs> right? school and actually talked with, you know. Oh, have you? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, good luck, kiddo. You know, you're never too old to try something. So go for it. Okay. Yeah. You might be pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right, thank you. you bet. Right, good Take luck. care. Bye bye. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, and that that Rio Grande. There used to be one in Blaine or Anoka. Anoka. Yeah, Poochie. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I, I could be wrong, but I don't. I'm pretty sure they closed down. Yeah, I'm almost positive you're right. So, like I say, so yeah. far as a school, so that yeah. that's a. T- but I think that's an awesome idea. Is you start out bathing them and just, and then you're watching the groomers yep. and what they're doing. Oh, so much is this learn. something that I truly, truly want? Mm-hmm. It's not just snip, snip here, snip, snips there. Okay, you look pretty and goodbye. <laughs> yeah, you know, you yeah. have to know it's an art. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. It's a talent. Mm-hmm. It's a gift. It is. It really is. It is. My one girlfriend, uh, Kim, was a groomer, and she always looked at me and says, "I don't know how you train dogs," <laughs> and I always looked at her. It's like I don't know. How you groom dogs. Yeah. I wouldn't have the patience for that. You yeah. know, we all have got our gifts and our talents. And if we can find it, you know, it, that's huge. Just huge. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but okay, so back uh so uh, yeah, so that would be a good thing if somebody's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, just mentor as far as uh become a bather mm-hmm. at a grooming parlor or whatever type thing. Yeah. And just see and then and go from there. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then I so said what what other we uh, I forgot to write it down, uh, a pet peeve that you had about well, I'm not going to so much listening. as a pet peeve, but you know, you've mentioned it a couple times, and I think there's a misconception out there is that our job is to make dogs look pretty, and it's so far past that. Okay, you know, um, and you know, we we do so much more than make a dog look pretty, and I think there's a misconception out there. So I guess that would be a pet peeve is like make my dog look good, but there's so much more to it, right? Um, you yeah. know, we do what I in my salon we have what's called a six point hygienic protocol. And every dog that comes in, and this is what makes us great groomers versus just the average yeah, or just one okay. that's, or a home groomer for that, okay. for that matter. Okay. Is, you know, we are always, the ears are always being cleaned out okay. um, in the hair area. The eyes are always being, whether the dog needs a full haircut or not. Okay. Every breed, we're evaluating that on every dog. Okay. Um, armpit hair. You know, a lot of people think, well, when they're, you know, they just shave the dog to look nice. But if you're not getting that armpit hair, the next time they come in, they're going to be matted and they're going to have oh, yeah. sores. Oh, and okay. older dogs are going to have tears in their skin. Ooh, okay. You know, so those are, you know, exactly. I wouldn't the, have the tricky of. spots, you yeah. know, um, the groin, the sanitary, the private area yeah. <laughs> that always needs to be taken care of. Yeah. You know, the bum area, yeah, those bum. kind of things, you know, feet getting all of that, especially living in Minnesota. We <sighs> got to get some of that, that uh, hair out of there so they're not getting... Um, the hair balls, the the ice, the ice yep. that builds up and that slices their poor little feet and stuff okay. like that. So those are things that you know. Not to mention, you know, the nails, the the ear care that we're doing. Um, 
that's so beyond being just pretty. Now, one thing you know? too. Now, uh, now I'm not a groomer. I'm asking mm-hmm. this to yeah. a groomer. Okay, is uh, let's say I got a dog. I know nothing about. Okay, I got a doodle something, mm-hmm. and anyway, and so I don't know how often I should bring it in to get to uh, to get groomed. Mm-hmm. And I tell my puppy classes of people that have got groomable dogs sure. is to set up an appointment to just have maybe the ears the eyes trimmed so the dog can clearly see sure. Sure. that people sometimes think if they book an appointment they got to do a full grooming right can they right. just have the nails cut can they just have the you know the eyes cut can they just have you know what i mean yeah we do that on the daily um we call it kind of a bath and tidy bath brush and neaten okay um but every dog that comes in is going to get like i said the six point um you know hygiene inspection right and done um, and then we can give them different various levels of haircuts or okay. not even give them a haircut, but just okay. kind of do that. Um, and we do that for puppies all the time. Okay. You know, that's because then they're growing up, not just being dropped off when they're matted to death. Yeah. And now yeah. you've got to train them, yeah. you know, to stand still. And it hurts because they're matted. Yeah. The people yeah. top grooming them, but not getting down to the yeah. to the skin. And we can yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Because I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, but so because I'm I'm a nut, a, a Nazi, I would come but whatever about hair in the eyes of the dogs mm-hmm. drives me over a cliff as yeah. a trainer. Mm-hmm. People wonder why the dog, you know, like you're going to go pet him and the dog flinch mm-hmm. you know, type thing. It's like, well, you didn't see it coming. Yeah. I tell everybody, yeah. pretend your cousin it. Mm-hmm. Okay, now navigate. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you? Yeah. No. Right. Why do you do that? Expect that to your dog where you got mm-hmm. shelves above the eyes and blinkers on the side. Mm-hmm. And, and I tell everybody, give them an owl cut. If you look at an owl, the feathers go totally well, away. You're from... the one telling people to yes. do that. And then we have to make it look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I call it the old groomers knew yeah. owl cut was my idea. Okay, folks, you sit tight. We're going to come back. Okay, let's see. What do we got? True or false? Vet? No, no, no. Okay, da da da. The, the silly ant eater, the silky ant. Never mind, I'll be back.